You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Astrophotography Podcast. My name is Steve. I'm from OntarioTelescope.com. And I am Trevor from AstroBackyard.com. Together, we want to share with you the knowledge that we have with imaging. Um, I'll be honest, mine is limited, and Trevor, we can go on for nights and nights and nights. Um, if, if you've seen his uh, his YouTube channel and his AstroBackyard.com website. Um, and it's amazing, Trevor, how many people actually meet saying, yeah, yeah, I know who Trevor is. I watch his website. And uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, Trevor, it's like, this will be at a bar. Right? I don't know how the conversation gets to astronomy, but all of a sudden your name pops up and it's like, wow, that's another person who knows Trevor. Um, and uh, we get, I, I get a lot of orders from people all over the U.S. And uh, uh, actually I just shipped a scope to Ireland um, just yesterday. And, awesome. Uh, even though we were just talking about Ireland off the air, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> shipped one to Ireland, um, Hawaii, uh, Mexico, um, yeah, I mentioned all over the U.S. And everybody sends a, a little note afterwards saying, I saw this being used uh, on astrobackyard.com by Trevor. That's um, amazing. I, that makes me feel really good. Yeah, so I, I, I thought that was pretty neat. And just, just goes to show people out there really want to know this information. And... Um, they're using Trevor's information that he's sharing as a, as a great resource. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted awesome. to tell you, uh, I've been meaning to tell you for a while. Um, and it's okay. I'm sorting your fan mail for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate that. No problem. So we want to talk about two things uh, today that, that's really important when it comes to um, uh, astrophotography. The first one, probably the most important thing, this is step one before you even start taking an image and that's focusing and without a good focus you're going to have a very frustrating um probably next day when you find out that all your images are to focus um and then something that i've been playing a lot with is um plate solving and this is the the process of of uh, aligning your equipment your your mount um and uh, with precision um and really adding to your automator process. So, uh, you know, Trevor, you, you've been uh, playing with, with the different focus tools that are out there um, mm -hmm. and uh, utilizing software. What, mm -hmm. what, what's, your, what's your process? What do you do? So early on with the DSLR, it was, I was just using the, uh, the 10 times live view feature. Uh, so basically you find uh, a bright star uh, within your, your target field of view or close to it and then um, you turn on live view and then you go to 10 times zoom and then you slowly adjust your focuser until you get that star as small as possible and then lock your focuser into place. And then even then after, after you've done that, you want to take a few test images and uh, play, play with subtle adjustments and just get those stars as sharp as possible. And it may seem at the time like you're, you're wasting, the night, is, the night is going by and you're wasting time doing this, but... If you don't get that focus perfect, there's there's no point in even setting up at all anyway. So it's worth all the extra effort. And then uh, now it's a lot easier using uh, tools like uh, Astrophotography Tool. Uh, Backyard EOS had a had a feature I like too. Um, so basically, uh, again using Live View, um, 
This time, you can put a Batonoff mask on the front of your telescope objective, which will create um, a star diffraction pattern. And uh, it's simply a matter of, of changing the focus until you get the center spike uh, completely centered uh, within the, the X of the, uh, the star diffraction pattern. So that's using the Batonoff mask. Or you can use uh, something that's called full width half maximum. And basically the software uh, reads the star uh, within your field. And as you make adjustments, it will associate a, a number value to that star. And the lower that number, the sharper the star is. So you can really play with this for a while and uh, get that number as low as possible. And then once you do, you just want to lock your lock your telescope focuser into place. And uh, and then even then, uh, as the temperature drops throughout the night, you want to recheck your focus uh, because it is likely changed if the temperature has dropped from like anywhere from five to ten degrees. It it for sure has. Uh, just because of the, uh, the scope is, is slightly expanding. So you want to recheck your focus at that point. The, you know, it's interesting. Um, the uh, uh, half width, full wave. Full, yeah, full width, half maximum. That's it, sorry. Yep. Um, uh, I used SharpCap software mm -hmm. to focus. And uh, like I said, you, you keep adjusting until you get the lowest number. And it will record the lowest number. Then you have to try to to get as close as possible or match that number because it gives you two numbers that, to to play with, right? Yep. Um, and then when I I used um, astrophotography tool just to check it there as well, the numbers were completely different. But I was still yeah. in focus, so it, it it's just one of those things that I've noticed. Um, but that's a great point. Yeah, it's yeah. not the actual number that matters because it will be different depending on what scope you're using, different software. It's just getting it as low as possible. So your best reading on the on the tool you happen to be using. Yeah, because I, I on what what was it? It was like eight point three, right up around there with with uh, SharpCap, and then an astrophotography tool. It was like two point one. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it was still in focus and, and and it worked so it was uh just you know the way that it handles the numbers and does the calculation so if anyone That's, else runs yeah. into that it's like you're not your focus isn't off <laughs> it's just handled differently and uh, yeah you can't hear someone say oh i got it mine was a two so you need to get to a two it doesn't work like that so yeah there's some confusion there and that's a great point for bringing that up yeah um you know, once so once you're focused in, you got everything locked down. Um, and re very important, Trevor, like you said, check your focus um, uh, every once in a while because of temperature shifts. Actually, anyone using a filter um, should actually check their focus in as well if they're changing their filters throughout the night. Oh, um, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you have uh, 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 a motorized focuser. Um, that's even better because you can get the software to do it for you. Um, now that's that's cheating. No, it's not cheating. <laughs> oh no, I plan on cheating as soon as possible. <laughs> it's not cheating. I have a motorized focuser. I just haven't put it on my scope yet, um, which is really killing me. But uh, I'll get I'll get it there because I spent so much money on that thing. But um, it's a beautiful beautiful focuser. Um, it's uh, uh, moonlight, right? Yeah, moonlight and. Uh, I, I spent the extra money and I really splurged and I got the the night crawler which is 
it's like six pounds, but it rotates and focuses, and it's got temperature control, uh, temperature monitoring on it, and oh my goodness, it's got a, its own built-in computer. And um, I opened up the box and I was like, "What did I do? Like, this is gonna be <laughs> so awesome." Um, and then I just have to get it onto my scope, and that's gonna be like one of the first things I do when I get my observatory up and running. But um, you know, focus is is one thing. It the next part, especially if you're going to get into any automated um, imaging, uh, is plate solving. And what I really like about plate solving is that you don't have to put your scope through an alignment routine. You do have to be polar aligned, and that that's always a question. I've that's the number one question I always get, or most popular question I always get, or common frequent. I guess uh-huh. to use the correct, correct language, is um, do I have to polar align? Yes, you still need to be polar aligned. You still need to have a very good polar alignment. Um, uh, I like to use a polar alignment feature within SharpCap. I find that works really, really well. Um, uh, you don't have to be bang on where you have to bring the values right down to zero. Um, even the SharpCap documentation will tell you that too. You have to get really, really uh, as close as possible um, with your uh, polar alignment with that tool because it's going to be more accurate than using a polar scope I find um, totally so you need you need to have a good polar alignment and uh, at that point the scope based on the GPS position that you put into the scope the scope knows where it is and within the software um, I tell it to go to a bright object that I know is in the sky um, and uh, like in the summertime I would tell it to go to uh, um, Arcturus, which is in a good position. Yes. And uh, the scope would slew to Arcturus, and it would take an image. Um, I set it for 20 seconds, so I can get all the fainter stars and uh, as well. Okay. Um, I set it for 20 seconds, and then the scope know the software knows where the scope is pointing at. Generally, it knows what object to expect. It'll then take that image and start comparing it with a database of images that it has in its software database. Right. And literally, it's like, is this the same? No. Is this the same? No. Is this? Oh yeah, that matches. Right. And it says, okay, well, Arcturus in its comparison picture might be in the center, and mine might be off to the uh, top left. So from there, it says, okay, well, I know that this is Arcturus, and I know that in the picture that uh, has been given to me, that's been captured, um, it's to the top left, and based on a calculation that does, um, which is dependent on your camera, right, the image, and also the uh, focal length um, and uh, objective size, it can determine what your field of view is, and it will then determine what Mm -hmm. is... um, uh, the center of the uh, center of the frame, and then it says, "Okay, well, this is the center," and then it will resync with your mount, saying, "Okay, well, you're actually pointing to these coordinates instead." And from that point, it just does its thing and says, "Okay, well, there, that's where you're pointing to, and that's the center." And if if you want, you can then uh, through the software tell it the center on Arcturus or whatever your object is. Um, and it will take a series of steps. And with astrophotography tool, for example, it'll take an image, move slightly, take an image, move slightly, take an image, move slightly, until it gets its object in the center. So it's constantly confirming. And that takes about a, a minute. So that's, um, 
Plate solving is a fantastic, fantastic tool. From there, it's like I want to go to this object. Tell it to go through software. Bam, goes right to the object. And it's usually right in the center of field. It's like magic. It's completely amazing. Um, so there's other uh, other um, pieces of software that uh, do this really well. Um, Sequence Generator Pro will do plate solving. Um, SharpCap, I mentioned, will do plate solving. Um, for the real uh, uh, high-end guys, uh, the SkyX from Software Bisque has its own plate solving built into it. Um, and then other, other pieces of software. Prism is another high-end piece of software. It does it as well. Um, but the, the, the not-so-expensive guys like APT and um, Secret Editor Pro and SharpCap, they all rely on an external piece of software um, to, to do this work for them. And uh, they're free as well. So PlaneWave puts one out called PlateSolve2. And then there's AllSky PlateSolver, um, uh, which is free as well. And uh, you can search those online and, and uh, you can download them. The key thing is make sure you download the databases as well. So you're not out in the middle of a field somewhere and it doesn't know what to do because it doesn't have the information. Um, and uh, uh, this yeah, software that's, is actually pretty easy. That's something you don't want to find out the hard way. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't bring my counterweight. Not that I've done that before. Oh, of course not. Me neither. <laughs> so anyways, plate solving is really fun. Um, and I have not looked through a finder scope since using it, um, and which really kind of sucks in a way because I bought – a very expensive finder scope, and I never use it now. And uh, um, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty neat. And especially if you wanted to get into automated stuff, um, some software that does a Meridian flip for you will also uh, plate solve before it starts re-imaging again to make sure your objects in the center of field. Um, this is uh, this is the way to go for sure. Um, but yeah, so give that a try. And actually, you know what? Hit us up on Facebook at Astro Backyard Podcast. If you're using plate solving, let us know what you uh, think and what you've been doing with it. Um, be really, really interested to uh, to hear about it. I'll definitely be sharing my journey into uh, plate solving over the next few months as well uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, just so you can see uh, how I get started in it, and hopefully that's that's useful to you guys uh, that get into it as well. Yeah, you're going to be so hooked. You're. You, you, you're there's not, no looking back. Eh? There's no looking back. You're going to take your finder scope and realize that you've been putting way too much weight on your on your scope unnecessarily. Right. Well, and I, I know that I'm like I'm wasting a good, you know, 45 minutes per night. So you can imagine how much that adds up per season. Uh, oh, yeah. Just dealing dealing with framing and folks, just framing. Yeah. Well, with you know what I was out a couple weekends ago, um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I spent my time getting framed up and focused, and that that's important. Um, but then my alignment, I w it was click, 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 click. Right. I took a couple of images, and I was up and running in about four minutes. And uh, the guys I was with, they're, they're still aligning. and like, Steve, you're imaging already? Yeah. <laughs> Plate solving. Yeah. you got to do it. Right? it it's, uh, it's the way to go. I, I didn't even look at my keypad the entire time. I could have just left it unplugged. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's really, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a really cool tool to use. Well, like right now with me manually aligning, I mean, I get my objects pretty well where I want them. I, I compare like APOD versions online and see how they framed it up and say like, oh, okay, what do I want to include? Like a star cluster. 
And but it's I always kind of get close, and then I kind of feel like I settle with the framing that I've chosen. Whereas if I had plate solving, I could just nail it exactly the way I want to frame the object up. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It, it's uh, it's a definite tool. I think you'll you'll enjoy. So, yep, like I said, we want to hear what you're what you're doing, and you know what? Send us images too. Post them on uh, on our uh, wall on the Astro Backyard podcast facebook page and and let us know what you're what you're doing and give us a feedback too if there's a subject that you want us to talk about or if you have any questions um that's a great way to get a hold of us so until our next episode which we still need to figure out what it's going to be um maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a special guest uh to interview that sounds good yeah um i think i can i can arrange that and you know uh, some people i think i know some people um (laughs) i know this guy named trevor and uh <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that, that's an interview in itself all the time. Every time I ask Steve for something, he says, "I know a guy." I know a guy. <laughs> um, uh, and we'll leave it at that. So, <laughs> okay, everyone. Until next time, clear skies. Looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah, clear skies, everyone. Take care. Mm-hmm.